All right, and welcome to Ethica America, where we talk about fast food places and make you hungry for bad food. Oh, man. Or maybe not bad food. I don't oh, know. Man. I actually really like McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. McDonald's. I'm picking a fast food restaurant. For some reason, I'm always going to Steak and Shake. You know, I did a, I watched a YouTube video where they rated fast foods, burgers, and Steak and Shake was number one. Cool. That doesn't surprise me. There's something about a smash burger where you get all the Maylards. They're really good. I really enjoy Steak and Shake. I forget what number one was, but it's, oh, number one was Steak and Shake. Number two was, I think it was like In-N-Out Burger or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. I've never had In-N-Out. Yeah. In-N-Out, it's a West Coast thing. So yeah, there's also Shake Shack, which that's mostly a West Coast thing. So sometimes Culver's appears on those lists too. Yeah, this list didn't have Culver's pretty well, but they also, I think they had a bad experience from Culver's, but Culver's is pretty good. I like Culver's. Uh, we have a Tom's yeah. here. Tom's isn't bad, but yeah. But man, so there's something about going to McDonald's and just getting a quarter pounder with fries and a 10 piece nugget. And then you just feel fat. <laughs> Well, that's, that, that actually sounds way more healthy than what I get. I get the family meal for me, and then whatever my kids want, they can just uh, they can pay for their own. <laughs> nice. They're two and three. Yeah. So they they got money. They got yeah. Ways. And it's not like uh, usually. And it's usually it's like a family meal and two happy meals. Yeah. Got to get them a freaking toy. Happy meals are expensive. They're like thirty dollars for a meal. <laughs> I, I think it's like four ish, oh. which actually seemed pretty affordable <laughs> to me when you consider they get it. The toys though suck anymore, yeah, man. Like they're always these figurines that like they do one thing, and it's like I could have three D printed something cooler than that, man. Like, and they always follow some sort of theme. But God, I remember when like Happy Meals were like collect Happy Meal toys were like collectibles. Yeah, certain. Yeah, I remember not, not every. Yeah, I remember. Happy Meals having decent stuff, and then now they just have garbage. Yeah, pretty much. So, I don't know. The Squishmallows are supposed to be coming out soon, and my kids like Squishmallows, but they're literally just happy-looking balls of fluff. Mm-hmm. So, and do they get the reversible like, ones? You know, are there reversible Squishmallows? Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but there is like a stuffed animal that like you're one side is happy the other side is sad and it's like reversible no no that's that's not the squishmallow lifestyle oh i see they're always happy or cute so they got big eyes and they look like big blobs how come happy meals don't come with fries anymore it comes with like apples did they well they they do come with fries they get them with fries and apples oh okay And they give you like two apple slices mm-hmm. and like the smallest thing of fries you've ever seen. <laughs> you can request all fries though. Oh, okay. I'm, I wonder if you could request all apples because my kids like apples. Really? They like fries too. Though. Yeah, they, they really like apples. Nice. So that's good. Yeah. Well, I, gotta start them eating healthy soon. I don't like apples. Or, you know, as soon as you can. Apples are gross. Yeah. Otherwise, they end up like Aaron who won't eat any fruits or vegetables but eat the shit out of some mac and cheese i do like mac and cheese right now i'm eating a lot yeah, of fr- vegetables because HelloFresh gives me a lot of vegetables like yeah and don't forget guys to use our coupon code crime after crime 20 to get 20 percent <laughs> off your first purchase yeah i really do yeah. like HelloFresh though but, it's so yeah. man there's something about like trying to save money with um, with food, like you, you know, like you were talking about, but yeah. And there are really easy ways to save money with food, but they're not super convenient mm-hmm. unless you go like the unhealthy route or like the cheaper route with like Hamburger Helper or something like that. But man, HelloFresh, they just that's like the epitome of lazy. They just like give you a bag with everything you need, and then you just dump out the bag and follow the directions. Yeah, I will say those meal kits are very so simple, easy. and that is kind of nice. 
there's no getting the teaspoons out and like you know one by one no like everything's just portioned and for everybody listening we're we're not actually sponsored by hello fresh that's that's another (laughs) podcast coupon code but i think you can probably figure that out from no it's just so good and like yeah i've been doing it for i don't know how many more how many months now but there's only been a couple meals where i'm just like nah i'm not gonna eat this again but one of them was like <laughs> grape tomatoes, and I think those are the devil. But and then there was this Alfredo that we had it made with kale, and I'm like, oh, I've never had kale before, and I didn't realize kale was so chewy. <laughs> yeah, it's real chewy. Yeah. Though I will admit, I do have a weakness for kale chips, though, yeah. where you uh, basically drizzle olive oil over them, you throw some salt and pepper on them, maybe another one spice, not like the uh, Colonel's Eleven secret and spices so you use like all, some garlic powder like, or something like that all spice that we have all the spices all spices not all spices <laughs> where you're going it's every spice <laughs> in the cupboard just in one jar you, you just you, dump it out all spice god that'd, <laughs> that'd be like getting every syrup in a starbucks drink and then drinking it <laughs> and then adding banana peppers on top Oh, like the Slurpee guy, yeah. dear God. I forgot about him already. The guy who gets, he just goes into 7-Elevens and gets a little bit of everything. Sounds gross. The gross part is when you see that, like, and he puts the cup up to his mouth, which I can't imagine he's actually drinking it. But whatever, maybe he doesn't, maybe he has a more sophisticated palate than me. Maybe. So. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like. But anyhow, so what are, Oh, we're talking. Oh, I was just going to oh, do we a segue to that. We can banter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's do a okay. segue then. Why didn't she say so? So, yeah, the segue was Some it's kind of like with those God people damn. that go to parties and they um they get like the sausage jar and they double dip constantly and then the next person's like, "Oh, I don't want to touch that." They keep double dipping. And that's what we're going to talk about today is double dipping. Yeah, just in a different facet. But those people are gross. <laughs> Like, you'll get the people who just, like, they're, like, bogarting the buffalo cheese dip. Like, yeah, take a scoop, and their chip has just that little bit left on it. It's like, why not just put the whole damn chip in your mouth? They, they're called scoopables, Craig. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck your problem is, but. I don't know. See, I just bring, I just take the whole thing, and then I'm like, this is mine now. And now yeah. that ranch tip's mine and see you're not double dipping not, i just at that i just point. steal it you're just bogarting so yeah I, yeah I'm, and that's totally acceptable. i'm being ethical that's that's what wall street does exactly i'm the one being ethical because yeah. i'm not being that crazy person sharing my germs i'm just stealing and stealing's fine this environment <laughs> you're really just stealing other people's germs to keep them out of harm's exactly way when you think about it yeah doing the lord i'm really work. just protecting everyone and this is why I don't get invited to parties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what if, uh, so here's um, an example of what we're referring to when we're talking about uh, double dipping. We're referring to specifically when you take money from two or more sources to maximize profits, more or less, a form of profiteering, if you will. So as an example, if you were to take a ticket scalper, right who bought all the tickets from Ticketmaster mm-hmm. which Ticketmaster is fine with yeah. that they didn't expect to sell out all the seats you know they made like a million dollars or whatever you know and yeah they sold them for 30 bucks a pop right um plus you know another 30 dollars a pop in you know fees because that's the Ticketmaster way so you know 60 bucks and the guy's selling them for 100 just flat no fees mm-hmm. You know, depending on the seat, obviously. Um, But in that instance, he's taking money or he's, you know, being like, oh, you know, well, I need to make my money too. Um, Maybe Ticketmaster, maybe you can take those fees. You didn't expect to, you know, get all those fees, right? I know $30 goes to the band, but maybe we could do it for $40 a seat since I'm buying such a mass quantity. And it's costing me a great deal. And then he's flipping around and he's like, okay, $100 a pop. You know what I'm saying? That's what we mean by double day. Where you play in some sort of 
woe is me card or, you know, getting some sort of favor. And maybe that's all a capitalism. Cause I mean, if you think about it, like when you buy some things off of Amazon, they're just being resold from Alibaba. Right. So like somebody who buys like hundred flashlights for $2 a pop sells them for $10 for a two pack or something like that. Or they're just uh, going to Walmart and going to the clearance section, finding out what's going to make the most money from Walmart and clearance and uh, sell it, re- just reselling it on Amazon. Amazon doesn't actually sell yeah. anything. It's just a bunch of resellers. And then, but those resellers are sending the items to Amazon and that's what Amazon prime is. It's just, people sending the items to Amazon for Amazon to fulfillment, fulfill it. Right. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that as long as it's being done in a, an ethical way. Right. I mean, but that said, like if you're buying 200 PlayStation fives f- from Walmart because of, I don't know, maybe you get a discount somehow because you're a Walmart employee or you work there yeah, or something yeah. like that. You work there five hours. A week. Yeah. And then you just go ahead and resell them and mark up the price 300% or something like that, or $300 that that's, and that's what happened when the consoles. It came is. Out. That is what happened. That's just shady. Yeah. You don't, you don't offer any warranty or anything like that. What you, you know, what you sell is, you know, 30 days, no returns. I mean, maybe that's telling to some degree, but these are really more like minor instances. Yeah. What we're referring to. I mean, to. the big ones, um, the big ones are, um, I don't even know if this is considered profiteering, but like, let's say, did you, do you remember when there was like no graphics cards around? I do. Okay. Well, now there's a market for graphics cards now. But some people are holding back graphics cards to keep the price high. So they're they're I mean, just manipulating the market so to keep that profit high. I don't know if that's considered profit. I don't think so. I think it's just straight capitalism at that point. But yeah. that's not cool either. Well, what about well, what about like weapons? Well, we'll say ammo manufacturers, Uh-oh. right? During a time of war. Yeah. You know, they've already increased production, right. but you want to get bullets over here. They play into that fear a little bit and increase the prices by just based off of anything. I mean, Christ, I mean, I remember when like the beginning of the at the beginning of the oh, pandemic, yeah. when like, you know, bullets were like, we'll just say 40 cents a pop for a nine millimeter yeah. or something like that. And then they went into like a dollar twenty a yeah, pop if you could even find them because that. people were just. And you can say it's supply and demand all you want, but at a certain point, like, right, it's not really supply and demand as much as it is market manipulation. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that's what profiteering is also is just market manipulation because there is no like data on how much inventory people have. It's just whatever they say it is, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. But it's not the greatest profiteering. It that's that's from the insurance companies where they get ninety percent of their their money from the government from taxes, and then they charge us a billion dollars to go to their facility. Right. Yeah, and they they kind of well, maybe maybe people don't understand quite how that works. Um, so so why do they get money? from from our taxes to start with um do, do you know they probably get it from well i'm sure some of it comes from medicare just because they have to i don't know why but we, yeah, some but we have some fees more yeah we less. have some third party that the that we have to use for insurance and that's where their money comes from some of it probably comes from the government just from like Actually, people using government-assisted insurance stuff. Sure. Yeah. I mean, subsidies for like the Affordable Care Act, Medicaid and Medicare, as you mentioned. Um, Certain public health initiatives like, you know, the COVID vaccine as an example. Um, You know, crisis response. If, which that one, 
Uh, like, uh, I don't know. But um, I'm sure some of it is also just from like research and development because they need to research vaccines to combat whatever society is getting. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the the weirdest part about that, right, is that you can't both stay say, oh, well, you need us to develop the vaccine. We're a multi-billion dollar company. Where are we going to get the money from? You need to help us. (laughs) And then turn around and be like, oh, well, we're also a business and we need to make a profit. It's like you have to pick one side of the fence or the other. You don't you don't get to play both cards. You don't get to play the woe is me. We're a company. You know, this is a lot of money that you're asking us to put forward and then being like, nah, you know, you paid for it. Yeah, sure. But like, we're the ones who made right. it. So like capitalism, like that's not that's not at all ethical. And I mean, part of that should be regulated and part of it is, but there are just so many loopholes. It's stupid. Yeah, we shouldn't even, we shouldn't have it. I mean, we shouldn't have for-profit medical companies. Yeah, we shouldn't have for-profit medical companies. That's just not something that we should. The thing is, though, Aaron, that like, where does the line stop? Does it stop? Does it stop at the ambulance driver? Does it stop at you know? How are these people going to make their money? If you if you stipend us, then you know, we're they're they're not going to be able to afford to make a decent living. It's true. So where is the line? Even though the people at the top are still going to make a decent living, they'll just offer lower and lower wages until somebody gets there. Like right. know, a McDonald's employee who just got out of paramedic school. Yeah. Or the doctors that get their fake degrees from Florida. Yeah. No, dude. <laughs> yeah. Publicly credited institutions, right? right exactly. <laughs> Seems fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong about not having the pass. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at a certain point, you can talk all day about something and it's not. Uh... Right. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just feel like if the government's already spending a bunch of money to have a service for everyone. Like, we already have Medicare. We already have a free insurance for for a lot of people if they are under it. But but why don't we offer that to everyone? And there has to be a reason. Well, I mean, at this point... Is that reason we're facing... eh, To some degree. At this point, like, even the U.S. government doesn't know how to manage itself. I mean, we're days away from a crisis, which... I hope it gets resolved, but right. whatever House Republicans want to fight amongst themselves, they're going to split it up and become the bull moose party over and over again. So that's fine. Instead of working together, let's just attack each other. You know, that's it's easier that way. That's what we hired. That's what we hired the representatives to do was just beat things down somebody's throat until they, you know, they cave exactly, or or we cave. So and then hold it over their heads forever. <laughs> I mean, petty little bitches. That's the real profiteering. That's the real double dipping. (laughs) Well, I mean, look at both sides of the fence. Like Nancy Pelosi's husband is like some sort of like an executive investor or something like that. And it's like, you're telling me you got there investing in all these like awesome stocks just based off your own independent judgment. Exactly. You didn't have a little bit of help here or there. You definitely didn't have So you look at that side. Yeah, uh, he doesn't he definitely doesn't have inside information from No. No, that would be wrong. Yeah, Cuz that's unethical. And everyone in, yeah. in Senate is an ethical person and they would never take advantage of things like that. Certainly not a yeah, career politician as esteemed that's a weird as nancy Pelosi. that's a weird title too i am a career politician yeah i know 
Yeah. And really what that comes down to is that the people in that general area just tend to vote one side or the other. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who like Nancy Pelosi. And I'm not saying that she's all evil because we're not all good or all evil. Right. I mean, and there are definitely people on the side of the right that are doing things that are just as shady. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Did you hear Trump just got a, he made some big press release or had some sort of big thing speech or whatever. I, I don't, I don't really know what the event was, but my point is he made some big deal about an event and it was in a gun store and he was saying he bought a gun but right now he's technically on probation <laughs> and one of the rules of probation is that you can't go out and buy a gun or even have a gun. Yeah. I think, I think it's that you can't have a gun. I guess I'm not, I mean, I'm no Georgian lawyer, so, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And they're like, well, this might mean that he ends up in jail for that. And so they took down the Twitter video and then later he's just, no, nah, no, nah, I definitely have a gun. I bought it. And it's like, really? You're just, you're just a fucking idiot. Like, like he's just. There's no getting around that fact, sport. Like, like, he's just kind of like bragging that he's going to try and get away with something that the normal person can't get rid of, or can't get away with. Pretty much. And I mean, that's yeah. also an issue. I mean, that's just like, in my opinion, it's just more double dipping. That's just like you using your. Power, power and influence. And influence yeah exactly to yep. break the law and also profit off the law right yeah and why people don't just see through that like in this respect like i'm not i'm not saying like everybody on the right is you know like that right. though like marjorie taylor green is definitely <laughs> the second person that comes to mind Jeez. jesus christ that woman is crazy Wearing a fur coat to the Senate, looking like P. Diddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Christ, that woman's nuts. I don't understand how yeah. people like that can be in a, in, in a position of power, but like hardworking citizens like you and me, we can't get like, we have to struggle with day-to-day expenses right and And i don't know about you aaron but i would hardly call what i'm doing work (laughs) i but no i i work on diesel engines every day there's a bit of like intelligence that has to be there as well as like you know there is and then like there's 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 a lot to that it's just some days it's more clerical than others and other days it's just very boring and repetitive like this customer wants this ripped out and put this in but they're one of our biggest clients so you're gonna do it and it's gonna be perfect and it's whatever that's fine i really don't mind i did read a study that like a lot of office clerical jobs they work about two and a half hours a day and most of it can just be like an email or something like that yeah but like call centers for example they're getting non-stop calls back to back and they're not and they're just like being treated as like a number on a piece of paper like they're they still have to pretty much but like i mean yeah some jobs like that are just not appreciative and that's an example of i mean that's an example of double dipping when you think about it here i am an employer and this position is needed Mm -hmm. But, you know, these other positions aren't needed. They make way more. But maybe I can just pay these guys as little as possible. So that way, like, I can still keep most of the profit for myself and the shareholders. Right. And that's like another thing is like a lot of basic level jobs. It requires a lot of it it requires them to be there. Like you you need them to have a company. Even your like lowest paid employees, like those jobs are important. You need them. So why are you treating right. them? Right, you need the people at the bottom more yeah. than you need the people. Yeah. In the so middle. why you? There's so much bloat in the middle, especially when you get into corporate American politics. 
there's so much bloat in the middle that it's like you don't need 15 jobs i don't need six accountants looking over my shoulder to tell me when my expense report is right or wrong yeah i just want to get the product to be in good shape and working so the customer is happy but when it gets to a certain point that's not important anymore <laughs> the important thing is no it ironically i think that we spend more money tracking efficiency than if we let go everybody from the efficiency department department excuse me yeah if we let go of everybody from the, the uh, efficiency it's not enough it's not a department so to speak but if we got rid of them we would probably save more money than they would just highly monitoring and cracking the whip below right and sometimes you don't need to crack the whip you just want your employees to stay there so you don't have to hire a training department that makes more money because you have a high over over turnover yeah like just just make it the job worth it <laughs> and then people will stay so, and be happy to an right extent. yeah and i love reading these studies too by the way where they're like oh well we found that money doesn't equate to happiness oh who the fuck told yeah. you that because i got expenses out the ass and i would love to pay off a credit card bill or two it sounds like and like people. I, I can do an Sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, and I can do side work and I can make a lot of money doing side work, but it's like, it's not, that's just what I want to do is work 40 hours a week somewhere just for health insurance. Right. And then you have know, a side like, job. We're even paying into our, yeah, for another 20 hours a week. And the worst part is I'd say and retirement, right? right? And the company I work for, they're, they're, they're a good company for the most part, right? But like they gave all of our money to the cheapest retirement planner ever. And like, yeah, we get vested after like a year or two years. I don't even remember. But that company loses all that money in the meantime. <laughs> so what the fuck good does it do? Can you just put it somewhere and not touch it? Like that would be ideal. Like a like a <sighs> CD and just let it collect interest and let it gather interest every year. That would be ideal. It's actually every six yeah. months you collect a little bit. But like, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. And we have very limited amounts of choices when it comes to, like, we have like three options in regards to what we can invest in. And it's like, so you want to give my money and your money to this company that's going to keep losing your money and my money. Yeah. To the point that I can't afford to retire. Yeah. Are you getting a cut or something? Like... I imagine I can't I, I don't know why but I feel like 401ks were a scam and I understand that like they're not but I feel like they are <laughs> there's just like this that's what they become it's just like this sneaky thing of like okay so I have a 401k I'm putting I I get I'm not getting as much money from my employer they're putting it somewhere and they're you know giving me an extra percent to match it or whatever but i still yeah. can't touch it and if it loses money then it doesn't matter i'm just now giving a company money just just because or i could just take that money and i have a 401k and just see what else i can do with it yeah you could invest it in the by the way you're you can transfer that money into a Roth IRA. The biggest issue is that you have to pay taxes on it right then and there, which right. that's totally fine. Um, at least most places allow you to transfer it to a Roth IRA and then cash it out. But usually like they take a percentage and it's like, come on, man, it was my money. You're literally <laughs> just changing the name on a goddamn account. Yeah. But that's another example of double dipping like we were talking about another example of profiteering where they get to play with my money that I put in and they also get to play with the company's money that they put in. And if it's lost, then that doesn't matter as long as there's a slick talking salesman talking to HR about how, Oh, we're going to get it back. We're into long-term improvement. <laughs> and when that position in HR is revolving every five years, right. I don't think that they're going to remember it after four. No, it's going to be lost. And does it really matter? Because like four years, they just scam people out of their retirement. So like, yeah. 
it's not it's not at all okay no. no it's not but what can we do to nothing really honestly i mean i guess i mean if you want that vested money it's got to stay in there and then afterwards you can pull it out you can take out loans on your 401k yeah. but i mean i think there's a fee involved there too which whatever i have a, I have a cd that collects five percent interest and it and that doesn't change no. the definition of a yeah, cd and it's nice yeah <laughs> it's just and at the end of the yeah. at the end of the 13 months i get that money and it's you know it's not much mm-hmm. but it's honest work as i sit there and do yeah. nothing with it i just have you know money that i'm not using at the moment i don't need it so it's just going to collect interest but like that's not how 401ks work it's supposed to work like that oh yeah but it doesn't no and I do want to say that at the root of it, all these systems, whether they be the healthcare system, whether it be whether it's retirement, whether it's vaccines, which I guess is technically part of the healthcare system, whether it's insurances for like general liability or, or whatever, all of these systems are in place to beat the odds, right. so to speak. They're in place to make money. So if they're going to make money, then the probability states that they're going to beat whatever odds they're giving you. So in the instance of like healthcare, your monthly payment, let's just say that your company is generous and it's like $400 a month for decent coverage, which (laughs) isn't that kind of funny. You work for health insurance for more affordable rates, right? But like, your rates are still not that much more affordable than like bottom shelf government health insurance. Right. The coverage might be a little bit better depending on your area. I mean, I just spent $500 on glasses today in an eye exam, but and the glasses I picked, it was even like, I think they're like the frames were like 130. The, the, uh, Oh, the lenses are where they get. Yeah. The frames were like 130. Even the exam wasn't, it was like a hundred bucks, which I'm like, Oh, okay. That's not bad at all. To have, and I had three people helping me. I had two doctors and then like a another just assistant, basically. Yeah. Do you have vision insurance though? I don't use vision insurance because I get glasses once every eight years, and if I'm spending, I don't know. I think my vision insurance was. I think I looked at it. It was like ten dollars a month. Yeah, ten dollars a month. Multiply that by twelve months. That's one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. Multiply that by eight, and you're talking just roughly like nine hundred and six. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I thought it was, I thought it was nine hundred and sixty. Yeah, it is nine hundred sixty. I did a different year. I did seven years, but yeah, exactly. So, oh, I'm, okay. I did. I think I did. I'm 10, saving money not no, having vision insurance because I have glasses. I mean, some people. I mean, even contacts. I don't think are covered under insurance all the time. But I don't see. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't see the point in vision insurance. I don't see the, I, especially vision insurance. I don't see the point of it. It's like I wear contacts and well, I wear contacts and before you can get new contacts, you need a, what is it? Like an active prescription. I think it's what they call it. Basically you have to renew it. So every year you have to go and get an eye exam. Right. So during COVID they got, there was some bill passed that allowed for more telehealth services. Mm-hmm. And one of them is uh, for eye exams, which I think that's really funny because I did that eye exam because I didn't really want to pay for a doctor. Mm-hmm. Right. And the eye exam is almost totally audited by, or sorry, almost totally done by an AI or, or, I shouldn't even say AI. It's done by an algorithm and not even a very good algorithm. (laughs) They got these precursors that like, oh, if you have red, if your eyes are more bloodshot than what they were, if, if, if your eyes are itchy, if you sleep with your contacts and they want, they don't want to touch. Right. But if you agree and check these boxes the second time around that everything's fine, 
then yeah, that's fine because they've just eliminated like 90% of their liability, mm -hmm. right? And then you do the eye exam and they're like, oh, okay. Well, we think you should have the same contacts you had last year. <laughs> yep. All right, cool. That's fine. We're going to deduct this visit from your health insurance. And then they collect like 110 mm -hmm. bucks. Now you can buy whatever contacts you want. <laughs> Did you within that? Do you, do you feel like you just got ripped off? I mean, it didn't feel like a telehealth visit. It felt like, am I smarter than? It didn't feel like a telehealth <laughs> visit. It just felt like what you would feel like if corporate America was like, "Ooh, see, we don't like that." You're going to have to answer differently this time around. They might as well put a try again button mm -hmm. at the bottom because I was just being honest the first time because, you know, why not? Yeah. Right. And then they rejected it. I'm like, seriously? But, you know, there's just some doctor who works for 1-800-CONTACTS who's just signing off on oh, papers yeah, all sure. day. He wasn't a very good doctor to begin yeah. with. This is the perfect position for him. That sounds great. I wish I could find a position where I can just do nothing but get paid a lot of money. Well, <laughs> I have this ticket scalping idea. I mean, doesn't sound too bad. That doesn't sound very ethical. I feel bad for me for uh, taking advantage of people. Because, I mean, they're only yeah. making $15 an hour. And when I charge them $200 million for Taylor Swift tickets that their kid just has to have. That's a price everybody can afford. <laughs> That their parents have to take out like a second mortgage on their house just so their kid can see Taylor Swift for three hours. Not if you're Donald Trump who valued Mayor Lago at $1.8 billion when it's actually like in reality worth like $17 million. And he keeps saying like, and I'm sure his accountants are like, shut up, shut up. And he's like, no, this is worth $18 billion. I mean, and it's like, it's, it's kind of like the housing right now where you're you just put a price on whatever you if you live whatever you want on your house and then you just hope for the best even though the house is well pretty much <clears throat> but that system a lot of times it just preys on people who need money quick yeah. so let's say let's say your mom has to have a life or death surgery and she's been one of those well a this is problem with your mom's mentality I, I know nothing about the woman but this is a problem with her mentality yeah. specifically we've talked about it dozens hundreds of times but we no. but anyhow let's say that she has to have a surgery and she's not going to have that surgery unless she's sure she can mm -hmm. pay for it and she's counted every nickel dime she's forty thousand dollars short you have a house you've worked you know 15 years to pay off your house or something like that right you know there's a but your savings, you maybe got like a thousand, right. two thousand, and for a rainy day, right? Like, what? What are you gonna do? She needs a surgery. Oh, and the healthcare system said too that they won't do it unless it's paid for up front. Because that happened to me with dental. Yeah. Which, well, someone's getting an OnlyFans page, and it's not me. And it's not my mom. So I got to make an AI. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually clever. No, but like, <laughs> no, like some people have been forced, like, especially in like, I don't want to say my neighborhood, but adjacent neighborhoods, like people have been forced to. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. That sort of thing. Where they, they, they see, we'll buy houses, whatever price, you know, you name your price and people are just like, well, you know, they call them and then they kind of talk them down on the price sort of thing. Yeah. Right. And they're like, you know, well, the foundation needs work, this and that, you know, we'll give you what what's the you know like we'll give you maybe forty thousand dollars for this house and in the meantime this is some big new york real estate firm that has come into a smaller city just to prey on people in those sorts of situations sure. and if you say no that's no big deal they'll just throw you away because at the end of the day maybe one out of every 10 people looking for the service are just looking to pay for something else jump from a ledge to get to the water or whatever however yeah. you want to put it so and banks are another thing that like double dip constantly. They're always trying, they're always 
investing your money to try and make money for themselves, but they're not giving you any investment. They're giving you like a 5% interest on your CD. Right. I remember hearing when I was growing up that if I could ever get into a credit union that offered a percentage on my checking account that I should yeah. take it. Those are all gone by the wayside. Oh yeah, they are. Like they don't exist they don't. anymore. I mean, banks yeah. are not there for to help people make money anymore. That's what the stock market's for. No. But like normal people can't do the At stock market and the, the hedge funds that no. operate not well. Yeah, and, and the people that operate hedge funds, they're not they're also double dipping because there are major banks and if they do fail, the government bails them out. Then it's not their yeah. money. It's also not their money. Oh, yeah. It's not their money. Yeah. yeah. So like it's smaller investors who get boned, but the people who have money to begin yeah. with, like Yeah. And isn't that the entire idea of America? It was that like there should be no persecution in regards to what class you were raised in. Everybody has an equal opportunity. Oh yeah. That's exactly how America is. I mean that's the, I mean that's how we present that's ourselves. How we present ourselves. We're the land of opportunity. Yeah, but yeah, but that's really only been a thing since like after the Civil War. Like most people don't even realize that. And even right after the Civil War, nothing happened with that. It was like nineteen probably like nineteen twenties. Right. Just after that, when we were like, Oh, well if you go if you go fight for us, then like, you know, college for you, broskies. Yeah. And apparent your parents couldn't afford college. <laughs> I love I love how some companies, like the military does use, like, oh, you get free uh, college when you're four years. You have to do... The worst part is, though, yeah, you have to do so many years and you only get so much money towards your education. In total. Yeah, and you have to... Most guys I know who have went through that route have ended up having to pay something at the end, whether that be because they were fucking around mm -hmm. in college a little bit or whether that was whatever and you reason, have to do four years know? straight you can't like take a break you have to do it their way otherwise you can't they don't they won't pay for it there are rotc programs but it's kind of a hokey system i feel like a lot so. of things that we have are kind of hokey systems well, that's because you have two sides who are like fighting with each other. And when somebody offers both sides a big money, a big bag of cash, I mean, what are you going to say? Well, the ethical thing is to be like, no, I can't accept this big giant bag of cash because I have to do what's right. But then again, everyone's just trying to make a make an honest living. And they're like, well, this could benefit me and my family forever. So I have to take this big giant bag of cash and hurt millions of people. Well, that's what most people would say, but Mitch McConnell would just stand at you, <laughs> stare at you like a fucking turtle. Yeah. And then, like, have to be reminded what they said and then say, I was dehydrated. <laughs> As he carries this big giant bag of cash into his house and car. <laughs> well, I mean, that's probably what dehydrated him. It was so oh, heavy. Man. All those dollar bills, they paid him in oh, singles. Geez. It reminded him of his work in the strip clubs <laughs> when he when he was near the mines of Kentucky. That's fucking asshole. If there was ever a more corrupt politician as him. Though I do like his cocaine Mitch thing that he had going on for him in the eighties. I mean so did you know he's married to a little old Hispanic lady who like runs one of the world's largest like logistics companies or trucking companies or something no, like that? No, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look it up sometime. Like, it's this little old Asian lady because you want to say, like, you just seem like some racist fuck from Kentucky, right? And then you're like, oh, but your wife is, like, very clearly from, like, I don't even remember. I think it's China. I don't know. But, like, and she's also on her own side hustle. So, like, I mean, they're still out to make right. money. But I'm just saying most people's impression of them isn't very... It's not very yeah. accurate. It's a weird. I dude. like when people look up ways to like get ahead. It's like just get a bunch of jobs, <laughs> just get a side hustle, make money uh, with your hobby. Yeah, work your work your nine to five. You got to rise and grind. That's that's the mentality we have. Well, 
if you just fasten your bootstraps for a minute, you would get oh so God, far ahead, right. but you don't want to. You're a younger generation. You don't wait. You're older than me, aren't you? This fucking generation, <laughs> regardless of where they I are. Old. Sometimes I forget that yeah. I'm almost in my 40s and I'm like, damn, I'm old. Like, yeah. Well, my birthday, my birthday was this month, yeah. right? And then I realized that I was 34 and like, I mean, I get along with a guy who's about 44 at work, but one of the newer guys is 26. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I thought we were closer in age than that. Like, now I just feel like I'm just pulling this kid through kindergarten. A lot of people think I'm like in my late 20s, which is, like, which is great. But I'm also like, wait, am I just really immature? <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, I'm either, I'm either really immature or maybe I just look young, but then I'm like, nah, I think I'm just really immature. And they're like, oh man, that guy's almost 40. He, has, he doesn't have his shit together. Well, no one really has their shit together anymore because look where we are in, in, in right. this economy. It, it takes a while to just like start getting your stuff together. And I feel like. Yeah. And not everybody has the same time frame on that. Not everybody starts at the same point or ends at the same right. point. And you're your value shouldn't be diminished just because oh, like sure. you were fine up until five minutes no. ago. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like, everyone is like just so close to having all that just taken away too. Like, yeah, I'm fine now, but like, yeah. I'm also in this nice position where I don't have a lot of bills, but I was right. But like, you have a certain sets of advantages and disadvantages yeah. and most people don't have that set of advantages and disadvantages. And look at your family. I mean, like, what if you just died today? How would they be? Uh, well, I put out a pretty premium life insurance policy on myself. Oh, nice. So I imagine somebody's going to have me executed <laughs> within the next couple of years and everybody will be doing way better. That's it's almost, it's also kind of funny is like some people are worth more dead than alive. But I mean, that's not the case for everything, yeah. but no, no, this has been a depressing episode. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about puppy mills. There's a bunch of cis <laughs> well, puppy mills would be way more exciting than this bullshit. I was ready to talk about Gregor Mendel and his invention with the P. Sorry, for reference, Gregor Mendel, he didn't actually invent the pea. He cross-pollinated multiple peas yeah. and then came up with the idea of the... Okay, so yeah, you... I know. I, I know the Mendelian theory of peas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there another theory about peas that we should be aware so. about? I think... I think he's the well, P-mast. You're just minding your P's and Q's yeah. on this, so I don't... You know, you got dot demise and cross and T's. I don't know. Well, I dot those I's and cross P's. those backwards because C's, but I do it straight and, down as opposed to... And you have to cross the P's to get different P's. Oh, yeah. man. Now I got a P. <laughs> so by some who claim to be experienced professionals, are they also double dipping to some degree? Because they claim to be an experienced professional, professional right? And they only... I mean, the person who hires them only gets like 30 minutes to talk to them, which like, can you really get to know somebody in 30 minutes? I, I mean, I guess that's why they do such an extensive background check on people's work history. Right. Right. And I feel like, I mean, companies definitely just double dip in the fact that like, You can get a promotion earlier in the year, and then as profits come in later in the quarter, another person can get a promotion later, and they could be making more than you. Yeah, but it's not really a double standard that you want to uh, adhere to, yeah. right? I mean, I don't know if that's considered a double dip just because they're not they're not getting money from two different sources when they don't need to. Yeah. I mean, the best, the best example hmm. of that is just 
health insurance middlemen. Yeah. They're collecting money from the government and they're also collecting money from us when they don't need to. Because they can. I didn't really know how much money health insurance companies got from the government until I did a little bit of research. Oh, they get a ton. They get most of their businesses in exactly. the government. It's not yeah, enough. It's not. <laughs> yeah, and that's why, like, with our individual stuff, for the most part, like, you have a deathly debilitating cancer. Yeah. That's fine. Why? You pay for it. Because you're already paying yeah. for it. You're already paying for socialized health care. You're just paying more money on top of it. Your tax dollars go like Jesus I'm, Christ! Like, come I'm on, paying a guys. company to give money to a uh, to the government, and the government gives that money to a health insurance. Right. Why can I just get health insurance? <laughs> I'm already paying right. for it, and people don't understand that. Like, that's my biggest uh, my the biggest no. thing that I hear from people and the- is like, um, no, it's going to raise our taxes if we get. Jesus Christ! Yes, that's what I was just gonna say. Was that? It's gonna exactly raise our taxes. That. Our like, taxes are already high. The fuck were you guys thinking? <sighs> because you're already paying for it. Will your taxes go up? Will there be? Yeah, taxes will know. go up because there's double dipping Capitalism? involved. <laughs> yeah. Now we're not making enough yeah. money because you guys decided you didn't want to pay extra. For I don't know it. why our government was like, yeah. We should do that. We should have a third party handle everything. This sounds like a great idea. It was probably Lyndon B. Johnson's, even though the guy like did more than most presidents, but the guy's the devil too, simultaneously. Like ugh. But nonetheless, it was though, definitely some like, president that's like, Oh, this that's... is a lot of work. I don't want to think about this. Let's just pay someone else to do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it was Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying polite things on television like I've done my entire career as an actor and a politician from California. Thanks, Ronald Reagan, for ruining billions of people's lives. Out of all the presidents, he talked the most simplistic, right? And I'm not even saying that he's the career-worst like politician, but of politicians, he was kind of the Forrest Gump of politicians. I'm just going to keep it simple. But that's kind of what it needs, too. You know what I'm saying? Now we're just kind of stuck because we're never going to be. We can't now get rid of that middleman. Unless. No, because as soon as you get a middleman involved, it saves you a ton of time. The only way we can get rid of the middleman right now is to make our our Medicare for everyone. Make Medicare great yeah. again. That's what I heard. Americade, that's what we'll call it. Make America <laughs> great, great again. actually. That's a good tagline. Yeah, that's mega. <laughs> <laughs> Got you good, you son It's just like where we uh where I talked about business lives matter and it's BL uh BLM. <laughs> yeah. Oh god damn it. I didn't even realize that. You son of a sneaky motherfucker. God damn it. That one went way over yeah. my head. Because business lives do matter because they have personal rights. <laughs> and they have their own lives too. You know, a business has to go home and see its children. <laughs> they do. Right? They have to make that commute to, from work <laughs> to home. And then they have to get back their little, their little startup companies. They have to raise a little startup company from. <laughs> no, that's going to cost us money. <laughs> But is there growth? Thinking about the idea of like uh, a businesses have or their own personal rights, but also their own little family too that they have to take care of. But it's not like the family that operates the business. <laughs> right. It's like Guido's mm. over there selling Italian sausages when daddy's taught him how to yeah, like It's not Olive Garden. When you're there, you're family. It's Olive Garden has their own little business family. Which I think Olive Garden is also a subsidy of another business also. So, Yeah, there's a, God, there's a group that owns all those sorts of casual restaurant chains that have already proven themselves yeah, to so, work. I don't remember the so name of Olive Garden them. is like the baby company. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's the company that, like, you know, there's the CEO of who's like, oh, well, you know. 
I've been around forever. It's probably BlackRock. And I'll continue to be around forever. And I hold all the influence here. And as soon as, like, the president of the bigger company is like, yeah, so here's the thing. We need to talk. He's like, okay, I submit my candidacy for president. Jesus. I don't know why he's talking like goddamn Woody Allen. That's just how his accent is. I mean, it might as well be at this point. Shit, dude. So, what else is there? Going back to the subject very abruptly, I might add, about double dipping that is like, that we haven't told. What other, like, what other themes are there of it that maybe you see in a different, uh, you know, different business model? Or, or, or how could you fix it? I guess all difficult questions. Yeah, they are difficult questions. And the only thing I can really think of (laughs) is like any company that gets bailed out from the government is also a corporation that's for profit. They're just double dipping. Wait, so I've drove Chevys ever since I was a kid and you're telling me now I can't drive a Chevy anymore. Because the government wouldn't help out a good earning company. Are they still on strike? <laughs> I, I, I oh. think so. We should probably look into that. Give me a second, but I have a last okay. note. Banks are double dipping. Car manufacturers are double dipping. Health insurance companies are double dipping. Hedge funds are double dipping. <laughs> I'm sure the housing market's double dipping. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, everybody pretty much is. Is there any more double dipping talk that we can talk about? I mean, I think we covered most of it. I mean, the idea that like you can gain revenue off of two different people, but then like state two entirely different reasons why you need the profit and neither of them being ethical. Well, I mean, you know, maybe one, but definitely not the other. I guess corporations just don't have your back. They don't. And I feel like the government doesn't have my back anymore. Really, what we should exist at is a series of small businesses and even smaller governments that are well-defined in some sort of random pattern that can't be gerrymandered like a square. Maybe we should go the other way. If we have corporations own everything, then they can collect all our money, collect all the benefits and double dip and um, offer us housing, but we have to work for them to get that housing. Basically, I'm going to describe a company town because they're double dipping. (laughs) They're collecting and getting all the benefits of having employees and also running a town that they have to live in. And See, now corporate towns are the absolute best example of this because it's so clear, right? Yeah. My big thing on corporate towns is why pay money when they can owe you money? You see what I'm saying there? Like, they'll collect the money from somewhere else, but when it comes to a company town, you're. Li- and the thing is, like, both you and I thought that there was some sort of um, statute that made them illegal uh-huh. because, like, the inherent conflicts of interest. Right. And really that's kind of what we need generally in America is just a more well-defined conflicts of interest flow chart. Do they have influence here? Then we probably should discard them more transparency too, because you need to know the actual stats, the single points on the graph. Right. But you, but you get my point, like company towns, government gives them money to have, a company town and then they turn around they develop all these houses and they're like wait 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 so you make nine hundred dollars a week cool we're fine with that we'll pay you a thousand but you got to pay nine hundred and fifty dollars a week for our house yeah i mean it sounds fine yeah you, the, the one you got to live in for the next 20 years according to this contract yeah you have to and if you can't have and if you you're not making money either because it's all coming back to me but i'm also selling a product yeah. that you're making for me and i'm paying you to get it 
to make profit. But we've made it so automated that you won't even begin to understand it. And then McDonald's will trust us need houses for their robots. And I mean, God, companies really aren't that greedy in that respect. They'll only take like you know you uh, you make seven hundred a week. We'll pay you three fifty. Or sorry, we'll pay you seven hundred, but three fifty of it has to come back to us, which to some degree is fair. But you go through these; there are literally stages that people fall into when it comes to decision making. At least I think, where people are like, "There's either right or wrong," but there's really just a ton of gray area. Let's say there's twenty areas of gray area. I mean, the D and D is, you know. Dungeon Master Handbook would would go through that for you as regard in regards to what's fair, what isn't, and blah blah blah. In in that instance, he's picked twenty instances that you kind of have to like describe what you're doing. It, it doesn't matter, but within those twenty degrees, it's always like you're given eleven or twelve, and you're getting about nine back. So it's always kind of close to that expectation marker, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I, I Maybe it doesn't make sense. I think it makes sense. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough. Uh... Yeah. Check out our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Ethica America. We have that. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got? We got one thing. I don't know. We don't have a website. <laughs> we don't have social media because the guy who's doing social media is busy doing the website. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a YouTube. Oh yeah, we do have. Yeah, a YouTube. we have to. We upload a YouTube every Thursday. We upload to Spotify and, and Google Chrome and iHeartRadio and. Wait, Apple we, Podcast. We upload to we upload to a browser. Yeah, Google Chrome has a podcast thing, so you can find it there. Huh. Uh, wherever you found this, you can probably find more of our episodes. That's a fair point because chances are we don't want to miss out on you, our creepy <laughs> audience. I don't know how you found us if you did, but there's some other places where you can find us. I don't I don't know what the yeah. easiest way is. Probably just wherever you. I, Listen to your stuff. Listen to our stuff. Yeah. Because, like, God knows the guy who is trying to build out the social media on the website does not have the time to look at your analytics, <laughs> too. That is too much. Well, according to our statistics, how are we doing? Uh, I have no idea. Wisconsin has 21 downloads. New York has three. Ohio has 13. And Virginia has 12. I don't know anyone in Virginia, but whoever's in Virginia listening to us, I appreciate it. You know, I know somebody in Virginia who would really like our podcast, <laughs> and I haven't told him about it. So it's probably him. Oh, yeah. Knowing my luck. I'll be like, we're trying to expand this out. Just download a couple episodes. He'll be like, I already have all 12. That's the funny thing. And in reality, it's just sad for you and me. <laughs> <laughs> probably oh. is. Um, how many episodes do we have? I think this is fifteen. Yeah. But I need to get that website done. It'll be done in October at minimum. I'll even throw something else up on the screen if I have to for a couple of days. But it'll be done in October. Who knows what episode sixty will be about? I mean, this one's supposed to be about puppy mills, but. And we talked about double dipping <laughs> and then changing the subject a couple of times. But... Yeah, 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 represent. <laughs> so, what do you want to talk about next time? Because we never keep to this, but. No. That's all right. We'll, I we'll talk about. I kind of like not keeping to it. <laughs> like, it keeps everybody in suspense because they're like, this week they're supposed to talk about OPEC. And it's like, today we're talking about puppet milling. <laughs> so that's what we said last time. Tune in next week when we talk about uh, video games and how they keep releasing games when they're, they're supposed to be finished, but they're just not. And we have to play test it. 
and tell them, hey, your product's bad. And then they go, yeah, or maybe, know, but the thing that the guy in Virginia messaged me 12 times last night about. I'll talk about babies and how they're wow. loud sometimes. Don't judge her. Well, no. Actually, my baby's pretty, pretty, pretty chill right now. He just said that he wanted a, a part. How many parts did we have to that first episode about? Parental advisory? Video games. Yeah. Oh. Um I think. Yeah, I think Parental Visor just had two episodes. Yeah, it's okay. So anyhow, the guy in Virginia wants to hear about that. I know because I talked to him because I'm the greatest. Now I'm gonna go buy a gun. Okay. We'll talk about guns next week. Tune in next time. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Until next time, I am hip hop autonomous. And I'm Aaron. (laughs) Bye. Your funder dip. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was looking at the chat GPT screen. Yeah, because this is a double dip, double dutch dip dip episode. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just like acting like a stupid idiot at the end of things. Perfect. That's where it's ending.